Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back. Off the bye week. Spartan Pride Podcast. Fans First Sports Network. Jonathan Shop with you. Talking Rutgers. Time for a little preview. At a Spartan's trip out to Piscataway. Take it on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. In case you're unaware, this is not the same Rutgers as you've known in past years. But don't get too excited. They're not exactly ready to compete for the Big Ten East, but they are markedly better, more physical at the point of attack, more difficult to score on than we have seen in the past. Rutgers comes in at 4-2. and two. They beat Northwestern Temple. Virginia Tech, and Wagner. Wagner is not really much to consider. Um, Not really sure what they've done. They're in the NEC division. Don't worry much about the Wagner game. The point is, Rutgers is 4-2. Losses to Michigan, 31-7. Wisconsin 24-13 in the game they might have had a shot at. So Rutgers is sitting at 4-2. Looking at their schedule, it seems like the bowl game would be a lock, but I'm not sure that's the case. Indiana and Iowa are their most winnable games. Ohio State, Penn State, and Maryland are the other three. The Maryland game is at home after the turkey leftovers have been finished, hopefully, by that Saturday. So if you're doing the math, Rutgers stands at four wins. They need six to get bowl eligible. They're going to come out a little hungry this week to take on Michigan State. Spartans sit at two and three, a painful two and three. When you look at their schedule, winnable games left include Rutgers, 
Indiana, and it's really not clear if either the Minnesota or Nebraska game will be winnable. Minnesota is on the road. Nebraska is at home. But if you're Michigan State and you're trying to get to six, you need to win four. There is no way to get there without coming out of Piscataway with a victory. Yes, we're already talking bowl possibilities and how important this game is. This one may be a little bit more inspired than you think it will when you look at it on paper. We're breaking it down. Spartan Pride Podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you know some of the work I've done in the past, you know I start to like to chop around in the numbers at a certain point in the season. You probably also recognize if you read a lot of Michigan State media over the years, some other folks in the media followed suit and started to follow that around as well. What I'm talking about here, very important, is the Michigan State offense. Spartans start this week with the 83rd ranked total offense in the country. There's really no way to beat around that. That is brutal. It's brutal for Jay Johnson. It's probably more brutal for Chris Kaplovic, the extremely high-paid offensive line coach who is really the guy maybe in the spotlight most at this time, even though Michigan State has a quarterback issue. We're going to get right to that. Katen Hauser has to start this game. Michigan State has to try to generate some spark in their offense. It's not all Noah Kim's fault, but it's not working when you're 83rd ranked in the country and you've put in the time, effort, and money that Michigan State football has into building an offense. Spartans are 104th in rushing offense. Again, just brutal numbers. Absolutely brutal for this team and for the career record of the offensive coordinator and the run game coordinator, offensive line coach, whatever else you want to call them. Those numbers are really bad. Well, they get a lot better if you do something against Rutgers because Rutgers is a serious defense. Rutgers 14th overall in total defense. What do the Spartans have to do? They're going to have to do some innovation and find something that works and then repeat it. This team is not quite good enough to simply flash back to the worst of the Antonio era and try to run the ball. No matter what, we're going to run the ball. That'd be a dumb way to go about this. They're not going to do that. They're going to try to find something that works and, and repeat it. I would look for Michigan State to run some option plays because that has a successful way of softening up a run defense. And I would look for them to get Kaden Hauser in a position to succeed early on. Now, they may have to throw that out the window if Rutgers just shuts them down. They may have to say, hey, Kaden, see what plays you can make because 
we don't have anything for you. Can't run the ball. Receivers can't get separation. It's not going to be a great equation. But Michigan State fans are excited, and they should be excited. Let's see what Katen Hauser has. This guy has a potential NFL future if everything goes great for his career. Otherwise, he's an Elite 11 flameout. I don't think that's going to happen. The truth probably lies somewhere in between. But the important point is Michigan State's got to block somebody. They got to be flexible. If it needs to be passed to run, they need to do that. If they need to run some triple option and look like the old Nebraska teams to soften things up, they need to do that. Everything must go. Everything must be on the table for them to have success, especially after letting these last two games really just play and get away from them. If that happens again, there's not going to be a bowl for Michigan State for the second season in a row. Now, defensively, the Spartans have shown some signs. You'd be surprised to hear that as far as total defense, Michigan State ranks 43rd in the country. That's not too bad. The offense that they're going to face this time around is one that features a running game and is built to control the ball, control the clock, and grind, grind, grind. You know, when it comes to Rutgers, what you can expect is literally what they want to deliver. They want to control the line of scrimmage, control the clock, have an explosive player or two, and just wear you down running the ball. They're 50th in the country, averaging 173 yards rushing on the ground. I think their simple goal is to hit something like 200. And if they do, they got a really good chance to win against a Michigan State team and program that's starting to flop around. Now, coming out of a bye, Michigan State should be fresher. There's a lot on the line with this one. Goes both ways, though. So the defense has their, they have their work cut out for them, but it's not going to be anything like the work cut out when they're facing one of the more athletic teams left on their schedule, including the one that they'll see next week. Now, special teams, if the game is close, that could always come up. Michigan State does feature a pretty darn good kicker in Jonathan Kim. The punting game obviously had a massive mistake last week. That seemed to be more of an organization and coordination penalty. Michigan State kicking game has been a little bit inconsistent. They need to clean that up. Uh, a lot of folks, again, were surprised there was not a change to the special teams coordinator position before the year. We know there will be a change after the year. What does Ross Ellis do during the year, not only for Michigan State football 2023, but for his own professional career? Because this has not been a good special teams effort so far. They have made some messes. There's plenty of games to rectify that and turn it around. It'd be a really good time to start doing that this week at Rutgers. It'd also be a really good time here to take a break. We're previewing this Michigan State Rutgers game. It's at noon. Spartan Pride Podcast. Look, there's not really a question. Intangibles are in Rutgers' favor here. Michigan State's having a... I mean, look, it's, it's a worse season than anybody could have possibly imagined starting the year. This imagination of a season like this so far, not in the cards. For Rutgers, the imagination of a 4-2 and two start was in the cards. If they beat Michigan State, that's a big deal. It gives them bounce-back momentum after Wisconsin and bounce-back momentum going into Indiana next week, which is a game they really have to have. There's no guaranteed victories for Rutgers on their schedule. 
Michigan State, Indiana, and Iowa are by far the most winnable. You don't want to be Rutgers sitting at five and six trying to beat Maryland the last week of the year after all the Thanksgiving fun has occurred. No. Intangible edge this week is with the Scarlet Knights. One-on-one -on -one matchups is a different story. Rutgers is coming around, and they know what anybody who's going to compete in the Big Ten East has known for years, and whoever takes the Michigan State job next year will know as well, despite the fact that the divisions are going away, at least temporarily. You have got to compete up front if you're going to have any chance to possibly compete with the following on Rutgers' schedule this year. Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, and really Maryland. Greg Schiano knows that. The difference this time for Rutgers is they have a coach that appears to be making some progress in doing that. The last couple did not. How much progress? Well, we're going to find out when they play the biggest boys on the street and how badly they get beaten. I will say that they did hang in there relatively well against Michigan. There's a lot of teams that will play Michigan this year at the big house not in their own place, that will do have and have done far worse than 31 to 7. So Rutgers holds Michigan to 31 points. That's not so bad. Michigan dropped 45 on Nebraska, 52 on Minnesota, and probably pushing 55 or more this week with Indiana. The point is, one-on-one, -on -one, Rutgers is doing a better job measuring up if this is close to even with the one-on-one -on -one matchups, unfortunately, it's going to be a further indictment of the off-season strength and conditioning work that Michigan State has done and evidence that maybe while Michigan State fans were hoping and understanding that things were moving forward, they were actually moving sideways, if not backward. This one is a watch for me. I want to see how Michigan State measures up one-on-one. -on -one. In the best years of Michigan State football, they've got a clear advantage when you're talking about the one-on-one -on -one physical matchups over records. Let's see how it looks this week. Coaching-wise, oh boy. Coaching-wise is difficult. Harlan Barnett needs to show that he has learned the lesson, mistakes the last couple of weeks, and is going to apply them. If he insists on trying to repeat the past, if he is inflexible to adjust his quarterback situation during the game, regardless of who starts, that will not bode well for Harlan Barnett to get head coaching interviews next year. He's got one mission, one focus, one task, but I'm sure in the bye week that he consulted with folks and probably understands that. I want to see him apply all of his career as a high-level assistant, as a player, etc. He needs to apply it all here and start to show that he's got what it takes to be a successful head coach. This is a great place to start. There need not be any delay. Harlan Barnett needs to understand that he is on the clock. People are watching and he needs to get it going. And he needs to be really evident that he's got some ability to head coach and change on the fly. Take the temperature of the team in the room and move. On the other side, Greg Schiano, he wants to lock in a bowl win. This is a game they pretty much have to have to do so. Rutgers has stability. Michigan State has none. There's not one coach, staff member, et cetera, on Michigan State, Michigan State football that I think they can reasonably expect to be around next year. That is not 
a traditional feeling at this time of year and not a good one for sure. So overall, what to expect for this one, I think, is a grinder. On Rutgers' side, they're going to try to control the ball, keep it forever, then keep it a little longer. Wear Michigan State down. Rutgers is going to hope that Michigan State lines up and tries to run the ball right at them. And if they do, advantage Rutgers. Look for the Scarlet Knights to have a really good day and a good bit of success. If Michigan State shows up with Kate Hauser, does some different things, different formations, throws it off a little bit, well, all of a sudden, you may have a difficult result for Rutgers. You may have a really tight game. And you may have the possibility that Michigan State can get Harlan Barnett his first win of the year. Now, there's one other thing to keep in mind. It may be wet. You may not have realized that yet. If you're checking this out Friday night or Saturday morning, be aware that weather may be a factor in Piscataway this time. All that tells me is that we're looking for most likely a low-scoring game, a grinder game. If there's any wind, we may see some turnovers become an issue. And it's going to be a battle of wills in a classic Big Ten festival of mud. Whether there's any mud or not, this one's going to be a grind. It's not going to be easy. It's one that Rutgers wants and needs a little more than Michigan State. So it's up to Michigan State and Harlan Barnett to show that they've taken some lessons from the last few weeks. They're still in this thing and then apply them. We're going to break it down in Spartans by 7 on Monday, where we break down all of these categories we just chopped up. Here on the Fans First Sports Network, this is the Spartan Pride Podcast. My name is Jonathan Schopp, SpartanPridePodcast at gmail.com if you need to say a thing or two. I look forward to catching up with you Monday on the Spartan Pride Podcast.